If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome to another episode of the Nintendo PowerCast. I'm your host, N64 Josh, for this Nintendo News Minute. Before we jump into this, I want to say, Jake Taylor, you are the winner of the October eShop gift card for leaving a comment over on Spotify. Shoot me an email, npc at n64josh.com, and uh, I will I will send that over to you. Also, if your first name is Dave and you are one of the subscribers over on Spotify, I shot you an email with a eShop gift card as well. And if you guys would like to be entered to win, there's three ways now, three ways you can win. Leave a comment over on Spotify, subscribe on Apple or Spotify, and the new price is $4.99 a month for ad-free episodes and you get entered to win. The last one is all of these episodes are now going up on YouTube. I'm getting back into YouTube and I want to grow over there. So if you leave a comment over there, you have another shot at an eShop gift card each month. So there's three different ways you can win. Appreciate you guys so much for listening. And there's just a little way that I can uh, that I can give back. And again, appreciate you all so very much. Last night, my shipment of One Shot Energy Focus and Energy Choose, uh, or I'm sorry, One Shot Focus and One Shot Energy arrived. I'm loving these things. I popped two of them right before the right before the show. Just the I did the the focus ones just to kind of keep me on my uh, keep me on my game a little bit better. And one, they're delicious. And two, I can feel all the B vitamins and everything just flowing like I'm feeling good and ready to uh, talk about some Nintendo news. If you would like to pick up some for yourself, head on over to OneShotEnergy.com and use the coupon code N64Josh to save ten percent. Now. Let's jump into the news, shall we? Super Mario RPG Switch is getting a physical any SNES style instruction manual. Look at if you guys are not seeing the video, if you can't see the video, I'm sorry, first and foremost, because this is rad. I'm so, so excited for this, you guys. Now, we're seeing the Japanese, um, we're seeing the Japanese version here. And the the thing worth noting, okay is we don't know if it's going to get an English version or not. We don't we don't know. That's what the, the article says here. It says so. Physical game manuals have been phased out over the years as part but as part of the return of Super Mario RPG on the Switch next week, Nintendo is releasing a new one. Uh, as highlighted by GameWatch, Nintendo has revealed an authentic SNES-style manual based on the original 1996 instruction booklet. Uh, 
It will be available for from game retailers and department stores within Japan. Here's a bit more of what is featured inside and is courtesy of Silicon Era. It says the booklet will include an overview of the world of Super Mario RPG, as well as character instructions. It will also include guides for collecting treasure chests and defeating bosses that appear in game, as well as battle mechanics and trivia. The, the cover looks really cool. The back cover also looks really cool. Uh, the last, the article finishes up by saying the catch it's only confirmed for Japan right now. And there's no mention about whether or not an English version will be released. But if we hear anything, we'll let you know. And I'll be doing the same, guys. The moment I hear, of course, I will let you know. I cannot wait to jump into this one. And I might even take some time uh, next weekend to uh, to stream this because it's been so long since I've been in it. It's going to be like a new experience for me. And it'd be fun just to be able to hang out with you guys on stream and uh, and 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 play some games together so we'll uh we'll, we'll stay tuned for that because i'm traveling next week so i got to make sure that it all works out but we should be good to go okay hold on to your seats you guys because surprise nintendo is officially working on a live action legend of zelda movie shigeru miyamoto got on x and said hey this is me shigeru miyamoto and said we're making a movie not only that, he said it's been in the works for years. So let's take a look at what Nintendo Life has to say here. Nintendo has announced that it is working on a live-action Legend of Zelda movie with producer Avi Arad and director Wes Ball. Following the immense success of Super Mario Brothers movie with Illumination, the Zelda project will this time be distributed by Sony Pictures Entertainment. Interesting. Uh, Avi Arad seems to be a reasonably sensible choice for the project. He has worked on the mega hits such as Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Uncharted, and the original Iron Man. Meanwhile, Wes Ball is best known for directing the Maze Runner trilogy and is currently deep in post-production for the upcoming Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Um, bizarrely, Miyamoto has stated on X Twitter that he and Ari Arad have been working on the project for many years before going on to state that it will take some time until its completion. Hopefully this means that they have a firm grasp on how the movie should look and feel. Um, and the full announcement from Nintendo, it says the film will be produced by Shigeru, Shigeru Miyamoto, um, representative director and fellow of Nintendo, and Avi Arad, chairman of Arad Productions, who has produced many mega hit films. The film will be produced by Nintendo and Arad Productions and directed by Wes Ball. The film will also be co-financed by Nintendo and Sony Pictures Entertainment with more than 50% financed by Nintendo. The theatrical distribution of the film will be done worldwide by Sony Pictures Entertainment Inc. By producing visual contents of Nintendo IP by itself, Nintendo is creating new opportunities to have people from around the world um, to access the world of entertainment which Nintendo has built through different means apart from its dedicated game consoles. By getting deeply involved in the movie production with the aim to put smiles on everyone's faces through entertainment, Nintendo will continue its efforts to produce unique entertainment and deliver it in as many ways uh, to as many people as possible. So the first thing that pops into my mind when I read that is it's the smile on the faces of the people, right? Well, think back with me to the very opening scenes of Super Mario Brothers movie. And first we see Illumination. Um, do a little its own little take with Mario Kart, but then we see the Super Mario Brothers. Kind of the opening scene of the first game, kind of. It's the two the two bro the two bros with white gloves on their eight bit style, 
and it opens up to essentially what like Nintendo's you know opener for for these movies could be going forward. I don't know if it'll change for a Zelda one or if they'll still show Mario, but regardless, like it, I loved seeing that. Like it definitely put a smile on my face, and so I, I don't know why, but it's the first thing I thought of when I saw that when, when I when I read that. Like we're gonna get to see this opener again. Not to mention. What are we going to do with a live action Zelda? Who are they casting? Well, we're going to get into all of that in the main show this week. I'm sure we're going to talk about who they should cast and who we think would be crazy for each character. Like it's going to be a great show. And if you want to be involved in that conversation, this is what I'll do. I'm going to put a post up on n64josh.com talking about the Zelda movie. Leave your comments on who you'd like to see any of your thoughts, anything over in the comment section on n64josh.com, I will have a link or I'll have a, a post up tomorrow talking about the movie and, and leaving a spot for you guys to leave your comments. I also want to remind everybody that our Devil World uh, little game club, that post is up on n64josh.com as well. And if you played the game and you have any thoughts, share them there. We will be talking about them on tomorrow's show as well. The game is not a long game, Devil World, so go go spend a couple minutes with it and just uh, leave your thoughts over at n64josh.com. Continuing on with the Zelda movie, so Zoda is a uh, Zoda. Sony, I'm trying to read Zelda and Sony at the same time. Sony is co-financing Nintendo's live-action Zelda movie, and it's handling its worldwide distribution. And we already went over that, so I thought there might have been a little more information there, but not um, not really anything else. So. Uh, Crazy to see that these two companies are working together, but it's also, I mean, it's a good thing. I, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the live action Zelda. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really cool. Um, I, I, this is interesting. You guys moving away from Zelda and to the switch Two rumors. Shintaro Furukawa claims recent switch Two rumors are not accurate, not accurate. So, here we go. It says rumors of the Switch successor are 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 popping up by the day. Though uh, though Nintendo's president um, Shintaro Furukawa seems keen to challenge the accuracy of the claims. Thanks Nintendo, everything. Um, in a recent financial call, the contents of which were were written up on the Japanese site um, Menichi. Furukawa dug into some of the latest Switch 2 discussions, speaking to the claim that Nintendo's follow-up console was showcased behind closed doors at this year's Gamescom event, and the company's president stated, the rumors online that appear to be public information are not accurate. According to Simon Griffin and Satsuma FS translation for Nintendo Everything. Um, remember, this rumor stated that certain developers had a chance to see a demo of the next Nintendo system at the Cologne conference this year, a rumor corroborated, uh, corroborated by both Eurogamer and VGC, and that the console was allegedly capable of running Breath of the Wild at 4K 60fps, as well as Epic's Make The Matrix Awakens Unreal Engine 5 demo. According to Nintendo Everything's translation, Furukawa um, also took the opportunity to comment at the company's dual screen patent that sparked rumors of the potential Switch 2 design just weeks ago. On this, Furukawa stated the following, We applied for a patent knowing the information would be made public. This does not necessarily mean we plan to equip future products with this. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like he's trying to throw everybody off the scent of what this next console is going to be. I'm here for it, right? Like, I think it's great. It, it's just, uh, it's to me, it's it's almost like 
it's almost like we're in a completely new world when it comes to these console releases, right? Because there's, there's so much leaked information. There's so many of us that are talking about it. They're excited about it. Like I, I can't even express to you guys how stoked I am to like essentially reboot the Nintendo Powercast with the launch of this new, with uh, of the new Nintendo system and just all the hype that kind of comes, you know, that comes with it. But then even hearing the president be like, Mm-mm, nah, we, uh, we, we applied for that, but it doesn't mean we're using it. Like he's just throwing everybody off the scent. So the article continues. It says, now you might read the above comments and want to pull all of the rumor talk and, and put all the rumor talk to bed and fair enough. But let's bear in mind that business statements like this are rarely all that simple. It makes a lot of sense that Nintendo would deny or at least challenge rumors this close to the holiday season as word of an upcoming console runs the risk of damaging sales for the current switch the current switch skew as people decide to wait instead of picking one up for Christmas. Let's also not forget that Nintendo has been known to make denials in the past only for the rumors to then be confirmed a short while later. Remember the official statement that the 3ds would not uh, be getting a redesigned. Yeah. Our XL models would like, would, would like to have a word. At the time of writing, we're pretty certain that no official word on Switch 2 will be coming um, our way this year, as all signs seem to point, all signs seem to point towards 2024 announcement and maybe release. Um, for the full rundown of everything that we know, um, consoles so far, including chips, um, features, and release rumors, be sure to check out our guide below. And they have a they have a, they have a good guide of, of of all the rumors and everything. I, again, the most important takeaway, especially from that from the those those paragraphs there. Is that Christmas is right around the corner. The holiday is right around the corner and Nintendo wants to make as many sales as possible. And their sales numbers are so impressive. So impressive. We're going to be, we're going to be digging into those right after we look at some numbers from Capcom, but it makes sense that they want to kind of, you know, sweep this under the rug. The patent doesn't mean anything. What, what, what if we are getting another, a, a new dual screen system from Nintendo? What, what could that mean? Do we see them going that direction? Like what a, what a, a curveball if that was, if that was happening. And if that's the case, will we be getting back into like uh, a, a two console world from Nintendo? I just, I can't see that being the case now. Okay. Here's, here's one thing I was thinking about this, like potential, potential, like clam shaped console. That what if Nintendo did some kind of digital only console that was strictly a uh, like essentially like a Game Pass machine, but it had a massive library that included every system, including DS and 3DS, all you know, all the first party library games and then whatever they could get through licensing. What if that's the purpose of this thing? What if what if it's a if it's essentially a streaming machine, but you could still download certain games to play when you weren't connected to the internet for a certain amount of time? I don't know. We, we come back to me. Let's 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 revisit this when uh, when we find out what this what this patent is about. But that's one direction I could see them going, where it was like, yo, this really isn't for new games, but it's gonna be it's gonna be all for the older games because we know that's such a popular library. And if we can charge people on a monthly basis to have access to, to that massive library, maybe that's the direction they go. I don't know. And I'm sure there's going to be some people that don't like that at all. I get it, but that's just where my head went. When I saw this machine, I'm like, 
the success of the switch, does it make sense for them to go back to, to that kind of a, that, that kind of a machine with the, with the dual screens? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. And we have, we're, we're dealing with a very, very healthy Nintendo right now, right? There's no, no question about that. And so they can take the risks that we, that we want them to take and that they can afford to take. So it's a good thing for us as the consumer. Now, Capcom, we're going to get some numbers, all right? Capcom provides updated sales numbers for its various franchises. We're over at MyNintendoNews.com, and it says Capcom has recently updated its list of platinum titles, which include established video game series such as Monster Hunter and Resident Evil franchises. So let's take a look at uh, the Monster Hunter series. Uh, Monster Hunter World, 19.1 million. Monster Hunter Rise, 13.6 million. Monster Hunter World, Iceborne, 10.7 million. And Monster Hunter Rise, Sunbreak, 6.5 million. Interesting that's only half the user base got into uh, got into Sunbreak. I wonder, I wonder why that is. I wonder if there was a quick fall-off on, on Monster Hunter Rise. I, I know. I didn't play nearly as much of it as I thought I would. And I wonder if others are similar. If that, if you were in that boat, if you didn't play it as much as you thought you were, but you still enjoyed it, let me know in the, in the comments, either on YouTube or on, on Spotify there. So um, the resident evil series, you got resident evil Two remake at 13 million resident evil seven at 12 million resident evil five at 8.9 million resident evil six at 8.9 million, the village at 8.7, three remake at eight point. Like, Okay. I'm literally reading this list, you guys, and this looks like a list that I probably should have read from the early <laughs> to mid 2000s, like Resident Evil 2, 4, 5, 6, 7, 0, Revelations 2, like what? It's like they have been rehashing, rehashing their uh, their games just over and over again. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I know that they, I know they do some amazing things with them, but it's like, you know, we got new street fighters. We got, there is some, you know, monster hunter has some new games, but like, and resident evil had of course village and, and seven, but like they, they lean hard into those remakes and it's obviously working for them. So, you know, more, more power to them. I'm, I'm looking, I mean, I'm going to play four, right? Isn't it getting, isn't, isn't it in the works right now? I believe that's the case. It'll be the first time I've, I've experienced four. So, I mean, I'm down, I'm, I'm excited for it, but it's just funny looking at the list. It's like Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Resident Evil 4 PC, Resident Evil 4 PS4, Resident Evil 4. Like, it's just funny to me that there's just so many different variants of, of the same game and that they, they really do well. Honestly, there's, there's, there's good numbers there. So devil may cry series, devil may cry five is at 7.4 million. Um, devil may cry 3 million devil may cry Four special edition, 2.5 million devil may cry HD collection, 1.6 million, um, for Capcom fighters, street fighter five is at 7.4 million. Street fighter four is at 3.5 street fighter 30th anniversary collection, 2.9. I have that on the switch street fighter six, 2.4 Marvel versus Capcom infinite 2.2 ultra street fighter four, 2.2 uh, million and ultimate marvel versus capcom 3 1.7 million some other titles worth mentioning dead rising 3 3.4 um uh dragon's dogma dark uh 
Arison, er- er- I think, is at 3.2. Dead Rising 2 is at 3.2. Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy at 2.6. Um, again, Dragon's Dogma on the PS4, Xbox One is at 2.2. Capcom Arcade Stadium, that's one I, I picked up. I snagged it on my Switch, 1.6. Mega Man Legacy Collection, 1.5. Mega Man X Legacy Collection, 1.1. And Capcom Arcade Stadium 2, 1.1. So some big numbers there, big numbers, but check these ones out. All right. These are total franchise sales. Dragon's Dogma, 7.9 million. Nothing to, that's, that's decent, right? Monster Hunter, 95 million. Devil May Cry, 30 million. You guys aren't going to believe this. Resident Evil, a 150 million. And Mega Man, 41 million. So some big numbers from, uh, from Capcom. Love to see that they're, they're healthy and doing well. And, uh, you know, always, always excited to see what they have coming out. And I believe they're the ones, is it, is it Capcom? I believe it's Capcom that's been saying they've got a, they've got a big game that's going to be coming out, um, sometime before, um, before the end of the first quarter, I believe next year. So we just got to keep our eyes peeled for that one. Speaking of amazing numbers, Nintendo records biggest Q1 and Q2 sales figures since the Switch launch. This, this is wild. This is wild. So Nintendo today has published its financial report for Q2 um, fiscal year 2024, and it looks like things have been doing uh, really rather well. On top of some meaty sales figures um, for the likes of the Tears of the Kingdom, Pikmin 4, and the Switch console itself, the report finds that Nintendo sales in the first half of the fiscal year have been the largest since the launch of the Nintendo Switch. Um, c- comprising sales from hardware, software, and other mobile IP-related income like the Super Mario Brothers movie, apps, and the and the like, Nintendo's $796 billion yen uh, sales from Q1 and Q2 this fiscal year have trumped all other first half earnings from the Switch's lifetime, which when you consider that this console is knocking on its seventh anniversary, isn't bad going. For reference, Nintendo's previous top earning first half since the Nintendo Switch launch in Q1, Q2 of fiscal year 2021, where the company achieved sales figures of uh, 769 billion yen. And that accounted for the boom of switch sales during the global pandemic. Um, the super Mario brothers movie has certainly gone a long way to achieve the impressive sales figures from the first half of this fiscal year. And Nintendo specifically references the illumination film and the significant, um, depreciation of the yen as some of the reasons for the six month figure. Um, Sales in the first half of the fiscal year were the largest since the launch of the Nintendo Switch due to an increase in sales in our dedicated video game platform business, as well as the rise in mobile and IP related income, um, including revenue associated with the Super Mario Brothers movie, coupled with the significant um, depreciation of the yen. It's worth bearing in mind that the latest figure only tops Nintendo's previous Q1, Q2 earnings. The company has recorded higher six-month figures in the past, um, such as Q3 and Q4 of 2021, where sales reached 989.4 billion yen. Um, And it's often the case that these later quarters outperform the first two thanks to the increase in spending during the holiday season. With the fiscal year 2024 seeing the likes of the Mario movie, Tears of the Kingdom, Mario Wonder, and the Switch's continued success, it will be interesting to see how the fiscal year matches up against Nintendo's previous top earner in the six months' time. I don't think it's slowing down. Honestly, they they seem to be pushing, they're pushing um, 
the the OLED with like with if they're they're packing in games finally. I don't know about you guys, but to me, I think like I know they're doing a Smash Switch and you can save $60 right there. But it seems to me that it would be worth it for them to do a Switch that came with two uh like two of the vouchers. It gives you Nintendo Switch online and a voucher. That gives you two games right off the bat. Either that or in, like we're this late in the game. There's got to be some things they could do, like, you know, especially with some games that maybe there's, you know, Smash is a great one because Smash you get for free. But then if you want the fighter pass, you're spending another 50 plus dollars, right? So as far as business goes, Nintendo can still make their money off of off of Smash. The digital product at this point, you know, it's all it's it's all gravy for them. So if they can use it as a lure to then get people to buy the characters, it makes uh, that 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 makes sense to me. Now you could also get people to sign up for Nintendo Switch Online with games like Animal Crossing um, and Mario Kart, even Splatoon Two. They seem to be doing a, a, a relatively large marketing push right now, and you know I know for a lot of us when we see things like oh Super Mario Party with Joy Cons. Yeah, we're probably not the target audience there, but that game has still sold a lot of units and there's still a, it's a recognizable IP for people to uh, you know, grab for their for their kids or their their grandkids or nieces and nephews. They see Mario Party, they see two controllers, they're like, "Yo, they can uh they can the, the kids can play this one," right? So it it may be a a better move on Nintendo's part than we're giving them credit for. Taking a look now at uh, at the top. See if I can get this to load. It doesn't look like it wants to load. So we're going to look at the top selling Nintendo Switch games as of September 2023. Of course, you guys know what number one is. It's Mario Kart 8 Deluxe at 57 million, you guys. Animal Crossing still still going pretty strong at 43 million. Smash is still moving at 32 million. Breath of the Wild 31, Odyssey at 26 million, Pokémon Sword and Shield 26, Pokémon Scarlet and Violet 23, Super Mario Party you guys like we just talked about at 19, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom also at 19. And the the bottom of the list, which is crazy to me, is Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. So some some good good numbers for Nintendo, and it, I mean, you guys, does it not blow you away that Mario Party or I'm sorry, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe still in the top ten week after week? Like. I don't even like when you're moving that many units. Okay. Mario Kart, Mario Kart moved. It moved 1.64 million units since the last update. 1.64 million units since the last. (laughs) I just, I don't even know what to say. Like it's such a powerhouse. It is such a powerhouse. So what, I mean, what is going to happen with nine? Of course, we got the last tracks coming out. That's going to like, I think that's honestly helped 
I, I would say a lot. Keep this game on the forefront of people's minds, like literally drip feeding the content and adding that content to Nintendo Switch Online. More stuff like that, I think is uh, I think is a good thing. I, I think if Nintendo, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's one thing to say, like, oh, if if I was Nintendo, I would do this with Mario Kart. They're obviously doing fantastic with Mario Kart. As the consumer and somebody that wants to put an unlimited number of hours into Mario Kart, yeah, I'm like, make it, make it a live service game, a version of it live service. My my take on it is do it something similar to um Halo Infinite, right? Where your battle passes never end. You can always go back to them. And you can pay for your battle pass with points earned in game. Now, would Nintendo do that? I don't know, but they might. But again, you look at like you look at like Fortnite, you look at like Halo, and what happens is you you jump into those games, you buy your battle pass, but then they put out some skins and you're like, oh, I gotta get that. Right. So they still get you. It's it's good business on their part. But I think if Nintendo did something very fair where it was like, hey, at least your battle pass is essentially free month after month once you buy the first one. I, I, to me, that seems like a very fair business model. Now, when it comes to their other cosmetics and whatnot, well, that's uh, that's between you and uh, and your bank account. So uh, these games have not slowed down. The only thing that makes I just wonder what the next the next system with the 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 way the gaming space is now. What are we going to see? Do we see a transition at all from Nintendo, from just the typical hardware, software? Not much is game. Not much for games as a service. Do they change much, or do they stick? Do they stick with this? It's gonna. And I say that, but they still push Minecraft. They still push Fortnite. You know, I don't think Apex really gets talked about much on there. But I, I talked with somebody recently whose their their son plays Switch, and he he plays Minecraft and Fortnite every day. Now, unfortunately, he's uh, he's. He's he's ill, so a lot of his playtime is in the hospital. But um, I, I was talking with his mom, and she said the main games he plays Fortnite and Minecraft every day, and it's all it's all on the Switch. So they 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 have definitely tapped into that market because you know they're getting some off the top when it comes to you know the battle passes and the cosmetics and all that stuff. So so they understand it. They they get it. When are they going to dip their toes in, like really dip their toes in? Well, we're just going to have to wait and see. Now, we've got some confirmed release windows for major upcoming Switch games. And this is a this this list goes all the way into summer 2024. Now, does that mean we won't see an announcement for the Switch 2? Absolutely not. There's going to be some overlap. There's there's no way they they can't be. You can also assume fairly like I, I i highly highly doubt we aren't going to have a backwards compatible system with the with the current hardware so they'll be able to play both the uh um, both the switch games and the switch 2 games um on the console so so it works out the list is extensive starting on the 17th super mario rpg um another code um recollection is on January 19th. Mario versus Donkey Kong is February 16th. Princess Peach Showtime is March 22nd. 
Luigi's Mansion 2 is summer 2024, and Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door is also 2024. And then Metroid Prime is, of course, to be announced. Now, what if Paper Mario isn't a Switch game? Or, or maybe it is, but maybe it's, maybe they've already, maybe they've already uh, shown us their hand a little bit. Maybe Paper Mario is a release title for the new system. And so you can decide, do you want to get, you know, tears, you want to get Breath of the Wild on the Wii U or on the, on the Switch? You want to get Paper Mario on the Switch or the Switch 2? I think it's a very, a very real possibility that that could be one of the games that is, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm fairly certain Mario Kart 8 Deluxe will come to that second Switch and they might keep pushing that game potentially for a year or two before we see the release of Mario Kart 9. Do I want that? Of course not. But is that a very real possibility because of the way business works? Absolutely. So we'll just have to wait and see. But nice to see that we have release windows for all these games. Looking forward to all of them, really. Um, Princess Peach, I want to play before I really give um, like past too much judgment on it because just from looking at it, I wasn't like overly impressed with it, but I'm hoping it, it surprises me. And uh, honestly, Mario versus Donkey Kong kind of looks awesome from the little bit that I've seen of it as well. So, and of course, I will love to get like I'm three quarters of the way through Luigi's Mansion 2 HD, but I'll play it. I'll play it again on the on the Switch. And then, you know, Paper Mario is not one that I've ever played, The Thousand Year Door. So, really looking forward to that. Like, it's a solid list for me. It is a it is a very solid list. And I mean, if you think about it too, we've just had Detective Pikachu, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, WarioWare Move It, and then uh, of course next week is uh, Super Mario RPG. So like Nintendo seems to be going still seems to be going pretty strong. And uh I think uh I think it's I think it's a good thing. And again, think about earlier this year we're like what is Nintendo doing? That new console must be coming because they're not telling us anything and then they're like, "Hey, here you go." Here's the rest of the year. Don't worry. Don't don't worry. Here's here's into the middle of of next year. Here's till the summertime. So of 2024. It's going to be an exciting year for gaming, especially for uh Nintendo fans. It's going to be a very very exciting year and I'm looking forward to it. So, um that's going to do it for this episode of the Nintendo Powercast, the Nintendo News Minute. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for listening and we will see you in the next one. Bye now.